Welcome to Stories of COVID, the interview project that explores what it's like to experience a global pandemic. I never thought I would see this in my lifetime. It is scary and it's very real, but it's not hopeless. As I said, I changed three planes. None of them were wearing any gloves or masks. I've never seen so much support for freelancers or artists in the in the media um, as I have now. They both laid me off from just the advent of the, the outbreak. I'm anthropologist and author Veronica Kieran, and I am building an interview archive of stories and anecdotes that define this time in history to write a book preserving this experience for future generations. If you'd like to help preserve this moment in history for future generations, check out the show notes to sign up for an interview. Greg S. Reed lives in San Diego, California. In this interview, he describes the importance of connection and community and how focusing on interpersonal relationships rather than fear has been not just fruitful, but also life-changing. Technically, I own six different corporations, So, but by trade, I'm a... Uh, a best-selling author. Well, like everybody, I watched the news, so it was all coming out in January, February, things of this nature. The closest I came to it is a gentleman came, I was shooting a TV reality show, and he flew from New York, and as soon as he got here, he was so sick, he went in my back room and just literally was sick as a dog for a couple of days, and I kept feeding him NyQuil, we thought he had the flu, and he got a late flight, just took off, and find out later that he had COVID and he brought it to my house, but it, none of us got it. I for sure thought, you know, something was askew. I had some type of virus and I had, I did two doctors did telemedicine. And I'm gonna tell you right now, the concept is amazing, but the results suck. So I am a anti 100% against telemedicine. I'm gonna just state my case right now. And the fact is, is that I did an online test to see if I had it through a very reputable source and it said rush to the doctors immediately you're gonna die uh, but then I called my my uh, concierge doctor and he said oh my gosh you got COVID and then I called the can I explain how high level medical scientists in the world that created majority of the drugs were taken and he said for sure I had it to find out that I didn't have it so not a big fan of telemedicine I could handle yes I can handle no but this maybe thing, but it didn't make sense because I didn't have any of the uh, the symptoms, but they're telling me I had something that was so illogical to me because I kept saying, I don't have those symptoms. I have these symptoms, yet they diagnosed me incorrectly. Inconsistent is the biggest word I have for it because every three days, every, you know, the information was changing. Just three days ago, everything was in news and now no, Look, COVID went away and three days ago, as soon as we had riots. So it's an interesting perspective. My biggest observation is the amount of illicit power that people have over us. It is mind blowing to me. In San Diego, I live on the beach community in Carlsbad, California, and it is against the law to do yoga on the beach. It's so illogical to me. And yet people were Police were enforcing these rules and laws and regulations against even their own, you know, better judgment. 
And it just was amazing to me how much a city council person um, or a mayor or a governor has control over how we live our lives that I had no idea that they had that much control and power. Minus being locked down, having a lot of civil liberties taken away, the realities in business, none. Uh, I mean, we had to adapt and adjust and things of this nature, uh, which is like everybody did. But I keep teaching in all these seminars I'm doing is that the worst thing that humans can do is something called over pivot. And that's what I'm seeing people do right now. They're going, oh, this is the new normal. And that's fucking bullshit. It's not the new normal. What it is, is it's a temporary setback that you have to adjust and adapt for the time. But just as you see, everyone's coming back now. So if you took your entire in-person business online, no one wants to do these Zooms anymore. So they want to get back out there. So you actually over pivoted. So I think people need to do something uh, more of a hybrid, if anything, but they don't want to over pivot. I have done financially, quite frankly, the best two months I've ever had in my entire career. You know, so it's a, it's a different mentality, I guess, so to speak, but people want hope, which I get. And with the government situations and things of this nature, it's, 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 it's interesting to see what's happened. Uh, but again, for myself, it's, this is very clear. I'm working on a book called Be Kind to Your Future Self. And this is the only thing that the average person had a challenge compared to successful people. Successful people, a year and a half ago, I started planning for this. Not this, but we all saw a bubble coming. We didn't know what it looked like. So, you know, I made sure my credit was perfect. And I made sure that I didn't go buy a Ferrari and I put cash in the bank. And I made sure that I was being kind to my future self. So when I figured the stock market or the real estate would have another bubble, I'd be in a position to go in. So when this happened, I was in a very solid situation where I didn't have to worry about, you know, day-to-day -day living and I could focus on growing my business where most people and capitalizing on the opportunities where most people couldn't. I was impressed to see how fast people, one, could adapt, uh, door number two, how fast it was able to sustain that much. I mean, think about it. In one day, overnight, everyone flooded the internet at the same time at the thing. It's talk about a new pandemic, and yet it sustained itself uh, in a very strong way. I, it was quite impressive. And I realized the power of collaboration. And that sounds strange, but I think through this, the greatest takeaway for me was the power of collaboration instead of competition. So my other competitors that did live events, we started calling each other going, hey, even though we we're competing, I'm going, how are you doing this? What do you think? And when I pulled off my successful event, I called all my competitors and said, hey, I just pulled this off. Would you like access to my people? Maybe they can help you out too. And, and what happened is all of a sudden we started doing each other's events, these online events. And I built my database and fan base exponentially. And my fan base became their fan bases. And it was really nice to see. It was like everyone put the, the, the gun down for a while and worked together. I got to meet all my neighbors. And so living here for three years, you know, no one knows each other. They all live in these mega mansions and no one talks. And everyone came together out in the street and started combining forces. And it was really nice as we started seeing again, hey, what do you have? And I realized that this guy's a doctor. The other person's working on, you know, one of the uh, uh, virus antidotes. And another person over here had some weapons and another person had extra food and water. And we said, oh, great. Well, listen, if 
things get bad, let's have each other's back and make sure that everyone's protected and the whole bit. And it was really nice to see, you know, we, we planned for the worst, expecting the best, but it was really nice to see the best in people come out. Thank you for listening. Subscribe so that you don't miss an interview. I interview multiple people a week and I am releasing these episodes as fast as I can. And if the story meant something to you, share it because it will probably mean something to someone else. Every time you share the project, it helps the project grow. So thank you. Until next time, stay safe, stay well.